0: Right now, we're going to talk about the fact that an investigation is underway into what Guardi have said is a criminal damage incident after a fire fire broke out at the Ross Lake Hotel, Ross Lake House Hotel rather, in County Galway. Uh, This hotel had been earmarked uh, to house asylum seekers. Uh, A little bit earlier, the Justice Minister, Helen McEntee, suggested that people would be held responsible and would be held accountable uh, for the damage uh, done. And the Minister will have to forgive me and I think everybody listening if we don't hold our breath waiting for it because this keeps happening. It's happened in Ruski in County Roscommon, twice. It's happened in Buncranna in County Donegal, twice. It's happened in Rosslare in County Wexford. It's happened in Balnamore in County Leitrim. It's happened in Moyville in County Donegal. It's happened in Balancholic. In Cork, it's happened in Kill, in Kildare. And now it's happened in Roscahill, in Galway. And do you know how many people, I didn't even list all of the places around Dublin City and County as well that it's happened in. And do you know how many people in all of those areas, all of those incidents who have been held responsible? Zero. Absolutely none. So again, we won't be holding our breaths, waiting for somebody to be held responsible for this incident or the next one because you will find when people keep getting away with things they tend to keep doing them so until people are held responsible we're going to see more and more of this Uh, the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar he's also been speaking about it today take a listen
1: I do want to reassure people um, that migration in Ireland is rules based Uh, I hear absolute myths about us somehow having an open borders policy or rolling out the red carpet and welp- welcoming people to come here regularly. That is just not the case. Uh, we have a rules-based system and I think we, we need to let people know a bit more about what the rules are and then reassure them that those rules uh, are being
0: um, are being enforced. That was uh, the Taoiseach Leo Vradker speaking a little bit earlier this afternoon as well. J.P. McMahon is with me, uh, the uh, Galway chef and restaurateur. J.P., What was your reaction when you heard that this hotel had been set alight?
1: Um, It's very sad. I think Um, I actually got married there, which you believe in two thousand and seven. And I mean, it's a beautiful, I suppose, historic building as well. But I think it is. um, It's very sad that it has that it comes to this. And I think there's a lot of fear mongering and misinformation. And I think that um uh a lot of things that the, the Taoiseach was saying there, i mean Ireland I think takes in the the least amount of refugees, I think in Europe, and I think that we are we have a lot of space in Ireland, and yeah i mean there are there are certainly arguments to be made for um strategies and um uh information but I don't believe if if if, the, if places were given three months notice they'd still wouldn't burn the place down or or whatever it was. So I think it is unfortunate that it just keeps on happening and I, I'd hate if it was my business that was destroyed and I think I have friends in in hotel, in the hotel business, and look, it's it that's life at the moment. that these people are kind of leaving, uh, a lot of them are leaving war torn areas, and mm-hmm. we can't distinguish between like a good refugee and a bad refugee. I mean, uh, I think it's it's amazing. I think the the kind of pro. Palestinian sentiment in Ireland, and, and I, I welcome it. It's amazing, but when when it's a different refugee, then it's like, oh no, no, we don't want them. And it, it, I just think it's it's quite confused as well. Um, and I think it just comes down to fear. Yeah. Um, I think that whole phrase of unvetted males. I mean, we're all unvetted males. I haven't been vetted. I mean, what does that even mean? And I, I think that um, that it's it's pure fearmongering. I think these males were homeless people, and the the women and children had been had been housed, but. Look, it's, it's the way it is at the moment, uh,
0: unfortunately. Uh, loads of people getting in touch with views, JP. Like Chris says, does this area have sufficient capacity in medical transport and educational facilities to support the increase of additional bodies? If you can't answer this question, then the government are not doing their job. And I, I, Look, I don't know Chris's intention in sending that in, but let, let's assume he's the best of intention for a moment. Um, like, those are legitimate questions for people to ask, aren't they? If if, oh, if in an area, if people, uh, like particularly kind of small Rural areas, tourist towns where suddenly there'd be a big jump in the population. I think if I was living there, it's perfectly legitimate and not necessarily racist to say, well, hold on now. I still can't get into the GP, the school's at capacity. Yeah. What are we going to do about X, Y, Z? I mean, are the government guilty of not addressing those questions and allowing a vacuum to be created or or, or what's your sense of all that?
1: I think the government between a rock and a hard place we have to take refugees as part of the EU and sometimes they arrive and we don't have accommodation or sometimes we have to put them uh, elsewhere and I think that like it isn't a forever situation and I think that um, uh, there was the same opposition in in, in Galway City Centre that um, there was um, uh, uh, refugees going to there was like not enough schools and none of this but I mean if these people are coming from war-torn countries I, I don't think that should be uh, like a, a kind of um, a valid argument. I mean, it is a kind of temporary situation where you're trying to get these people into somewhere. And I think we should be less afraid. I mean, mm. the Irish went everywhere for hundreds of years and with no Irish and uh, no blacks and all these signs. And like, we, we, we I think we have a very short memory of, of how many countries welcomed us. And look at the way the Irish are in America now and the, the massive diaspora. So I mean, I think there, there absolutely are valid concerns, but I think they need to be—they need to be based on. on kind of rational kind of uh, arguments in terms yeah. of what, what, is the, what is the information we have that we don't have any resources. I, look, I mean, people forget that Ireland is very underpopulated since the famine. I mean, we, if we were as populated as England, the population of Ireland would be 12 million in terms of the density. So it's not that we're full and we can't take any more people. Like, we need better infrastructure and we need more houses. But, I mean... Yeah, like, uh, uh, empty situation. countryside
0: is different from empty homes. You know, people will text in and say, well, you know, it's fine to say that there's lots of fields where they're going to live
1: yeah no no i i i i think that we have to try and help people and again we, we have a duty in a prosperous country to help people and i think getting them over here and putting them in the house first and then maybe worrying about other things but sometimes i think we jump the gun and say well there's no schools there's no gps there's no this and like there's already many many refugees around ireland who have integrated i've been listening to some of them on the radio today, on different uh, different stations, who are uh, maybe studying in, any, in in University of Galway and that. So, I mean, again, I think sometimes this is like the Brexit argument. It's like we don't want foreigners, or we kind of want we want good foreigners. We don't mm. want we don't want bad ones, you know.
0: Uh, listen, JP, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and, and thanks a million. JP McMahon is a, a Galway chef and restaurant tour. I listed off all of the places that this has happened before now, elsewhere around the country, and the fact that people keep getting away with it. So, the likelihood is they will keep doing it. Uh, And therefore, attention is already turning as to where this might happen next. Where are other areas that have been earmarked for reception centres or, or areas to house, maybe old hotels to house asylum seekers, and might we see a, a similar incident? And I understand there was uh, a meeting uh, about the use of a hotel for just such a purpose in Ballyshannon uh, in uh, the northwestern county Donegal uh, only last week. And there was Marion Harkin, the independent TD for sligo litra Marion, you're welcome to the show, and thank you for taking the time to speak to us. Um, Could you tell us a bit about what what is happening, what was happening, what concerns were expressed? in Ballyshannon.
2: Thank you, Kieran. And can I just re-echo some of the words uh, of your former contributor there? What happened in Galway is shocking. It's totally unacceptable. It's a criminal act. It's designed to intimidate and frighten. And people should call it out for what it is. And I think the vast majority of people would do that. But I would also agree with him when he said that people do have a right to voice concerns around numbers, around services, around community infrastructure, around the impact on business and all of that. And the meeting in Ballyshannon, there was was a lot of concern. There was also a lot of anger um, at that meeting. Um, And I think it was that people were just so shocked that it came so quickly and they had no idea what was happening. And it's important to say two things. Uh, First of all, they're already a number of Ukrainians in two different centers in Cavan Garden. This actually is about five kilometers or four, three or four kilometers outside Ballyshannon. Cavan Garden is the name of the place. There are already two groups of Ukrainians in different centers integrated. Everything is working well. And the second thing, of course, is that subsequently, when the owners of the property uh, discovered what was planned, because they were not aware When the department sent out that notice to the public reps, the actual owners were not aware of the plans that the department have, which is very surprising, Mm -hmm. but that's the the reality. And they have said they will not sign a contract uh, as is there at the moment and that they were hoping to welcome refugees, to welcome families there, but they did not and will not sign a contract as as the department has now uh, put forward yep.
0: can 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 you understand marion that the that maybe the the kind of the difficulty the catch 22 situation the government maybe feels they find themselves in and this isn't necessarily me defending their approach but uh, you know they'll accept i'm sure as as you've uh, um explained it there the people will have genuine concerns about you know, capacity, about schools, about services, about uh, the local GP, whatever it happens to be. Uh, At the same time, they know that there's kind of organised opposition who are travelling around the country kind of stoking up fear. And whispering in people's ear about kind of undocumented, unvetted men, all these single uh, men of fighting age, whatever the hell that means. Um, and yeah, so who are going I, to be moved into areas, you know. And so, so I, I'm, I think there's a fear on the one hand, the government want to answer those questions and let people know in advance. And then they have a fear on the other hand of, of, of signposting this so far in advance that kind of the, the lunatic fringe get organized.
2: Look, I agree with what you're saying. The government have a difficult job to do here, but they're the government and it is their job to do it. And over three weeks ago, I, at Leaders Questions, asked Leo Varadkar and I said straight up to him, I said, Taoiseach, you are the person in charge. Too many people around the country don't see any, uh, what they would see as an immigration policy, they just see reaction from government in one direction only. They don't feel it is being managed in any way and that somebody is in charge. Those are the exact words I used and I said to him, you as Taoiseach have to lead that debate. But that debate can't be just about, you know, saying about the the myths. And yes, you need to call them out. And at that meeting, there were some uh, harsh words used about uh, migrants and I stood up as the only person in the room, and I said I would not listen to them and I would not hear them because there's good and bad in every community and you cannot label people. But the opportunity to do that, and I'm not blaming government entirely for this because the the situation is difficult, but they still have to let people know what is happening and how they're managing. I mean, if, if you know, take for example, uh, you know, I I heard the previous contributors say about good and bad refugees. Nobody is distinguishing because there is no such thing as good or bad, but there are economic migrants and there are refugees and nobody is distinguishing between the two. And we should have completely different systems for how we deal with it and face up to that reality. Everybody knows it's a reality. There's no instant solutions. I have no magic wand to to make this better. But until we actually, and this is government to lead it, until we actually look at the reality of the situation and say we are going to deal with okay. this in such a M- way, that in such way, then M- people are saying we don't trust you and I'm telling you that's what's on the M- ground.
0: Marion Harkin, Independent TD for sligo Litra. Marion, thank you very much uh, for thank joining you. us. Uh, one listener says I live in Germany and this started happening here a few years ago. Similar arguments about a single young man arriving in the country and now the AFD, the right-wing party, is hovering around 30% in the polls. Ireland is not immune to right-wing rhetoric and need to take the threat of the right, seriously, uh, somebody else. Uh, Jennifer in Roscommon says, "When the government do not listen or consult with people, then this will keep happening. The government represent the people, and if they refuse to listen to people, then they have absolutely no place in government." Jennifer, thank you as well. The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.